Welcome to TAG Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of TAD Talks. This is Tressa Dorsey and coming to you live. Okay, it's not really live because it's a podcast, but he is coming to us from the great white north up in Michigan. My partner in crime, as always, joining me, A.A. Ron Lesson. What are you up to today? Hey, y'all. It's Friday. You know, I was just thinking I don't have a lot planned for the weekend, which is nice. And so that always feels kind of good. Of course, I'm like everybody, I got stuff I could do. The <laughs> right. truth of the matter is I'm probably just not going to get to maybe that little painting outside or whatever. It's been dry here for, I know it's dry out where you're at too. It's, it's weird, but we've been under like no rain now for a few weeks. It's kind of different for us, which eliminates any lawn cutting or stuff like that for the outdoors. Honestly, you know, I'm just riding out the, the COVID pandemic here at Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's funny is, well, pretty much nothing in our world today, it seems like. We were just talking <laughs> about that before our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like we're just, uh, you look left and right and you're dealing with stuff all the time and having to check oneself. I think that's really kind of something when you and I talk about, what do we want to talk about today? And, I, and I'm like, well, let's just kind of see what happens. And I know one thing, I'm going to jump right into it. And that is, you know, for the five or 6,000 people that listen to this podcast. You, you mean know, the, the five or six people that plus listen? Plus or minus for <laughs> the 5,000. <laughs> you know, it's been unofficial when we track it. But, you know, truthfully, if you're listening to this and, and it even applies to us, is that all the noise out there and, and the reality of the hardships brought about by the pandemic and a lot of the unrest. I mean, you could pick a topic that really be stressful or pull on you or you have great passion for, but nonetheless, it pulls. But I think, you know, for all of us, what we can do is one thing. And I really had to have this self-talk is, you know, Michael Jackson said it best, right? The man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. You got to look at yourself and say, you know what? I can't control a lot of all this noise, but what I can do, I can do positive, good things for myself. Like for example, some of you need to hear this right away. I've been looking at it a lot and trying to follow through. You got to take care of yourself. You need to get to bed earlier. You need to maybe start walking. Don't tell me about the marathon you want to run in the fall. Just start with a mile around the block of walking. Set yourself up to take care of yourself and pick one or two things and just start doing them so you can be in a better spot, just both physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever that is to you, follow through. And then secondly, we can be good to one another. We can love one another. We can we can be purposeful in that even when we don't feel like it. And I think that's something that is definitely, I'm not preaching to anybody because that applies to me. And it's something that I need to be intentional about because a lot of us were stuck in our homes. We don't have a lot of outside I mean, I got my little kids, but that's, you know, a little different, but there's just not a lot of outside stimulus. And, and I know that's not true for everybody, but the point is you really can be good to other people, even when we don't agree on things or we don't see things in the same light. It's okay. We're still all human and we all have really kind of similar needs. So be good and be purposeful in that. You know, I thought about coming in and, and, and something that's on my heart and it's, that's all I'm going to say about it. But I really think for a lot of us right now, it's time to one, 
do the one or two things to take care of yourself and then be purposeful and being good to other people in your lives, whether it be in your home or maybe your family or maybe a friend where you're just a simple note or a purposeful reach out. And I think that's where change happens. And despite, you know, kind of the craziness around us, we can build, I wouldn't say like bubbles because that's a bad analogy right now, but we can build, I think these contained happiness places where, you know what, not everything is bad. And so, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm gonna encourage you to do that. By the next time we have our podcast, I'll be able to report back to you what I've done specifically. Cause like Tress and I always say, we're never gonna encourage you to do something we wouldn't do ourselves. So yeah, Tressa, I'm doing well and (laughs) I really am. And I say all of that, probably my tone may not come across maybe positive, but it really is meant to be like, let's take some control back. Okay. I feel a lot of times we're just out of control. We're on this crazy Mm -hmm. bus heading to the wall. You know what? Let's stop. And we do have the control and the power to craft situations where we can be better to ourselves and better to those around. And if they do the same thing, you know, that result is influencing chain that is good. So it's time to maybe switch off some of the news, switch off some of the racket. And you've known that for a while, but maybe now's the time to really do that and take control of our own happiness. Listen, if we're going to wait around for things to get better, we're probably it's yeah. like the Titanic, right? Oh, it's not bad. It's not <laughs> it bad. feels that way. It feels that way. Funny you say that because you brought up a couple of things that I was thinking about. So for those folks that don't know what's going on here in California, our our state is on fire. And uh, there's a lot of people right now that on top of the pandemic, on top of the job crisis, on top of, well, the unemployment crisis, you know, the economic crisis that we're going through on top of some of the social unrest and some of those issues that are, you know, pulling at people and and causing some, some, uh, you know, good things, I think for some people, some good positive change and, and for others, maybe not so much. You know, I think we're on fire and, and, you know, on top of that now people are losing their homes to fire. And it's funny you kind of brought that up because it felt this morning when I woke up and it was still very smoky here. And it looks like, you know, I feel like I'm in the movie Apocalypse now, you know, right. red, you know, bright red sun, you know, yeah. I, was ta- I was talking to somebody this morning and I said, you know, yes, I, I don't like the smoke. Yes, it makes you feel a little down and, and you know, very uh, gloomy. And, you know, you start to feel a little overwhelmed, like, wow, what more can we take? But, you know, yes. Yes, all of that is inconvenient, but I have my home today and there's people that don't. And I have a job today and there are some people that don't. And so, you know, I think part of that is about trying to get out of yourself and feel grateful for what you have and and acknowledge and empathize Mm -hmm. with others who maybe don't. And I think that's a start. You may not understand it completely, but, you know, I think that's that's one aspect of it. But I think that one of the things that you said that kind of resonated with me was the way that we embrace change individually is probably impacting our ability to function very well uh, right now in our work environments, in our home environments. And, you know, one of the things that we train on is change management. And it's funny because people ask us for that, but they've always asked us for that in terms of we have a management change coming or we have a system change coming and we want you to come in and talk with staff about how they can embrace that change. And, And I think that it boils down to, you know, and this is kind of one of the key fundamentals in change management is you need to understand how you view change before you understand how to create change or how to 
address change, whether they're changes you wanted or not, right? I mean, even even doing something as simple as saying, I'm going to take a mile walk every day is a change from your current behavior. And so if you're right. somebody who, you know, you know, you ever meet these people, I don't know who they are. I mean, I, I don't know like what line they were standing in when they were giving out stuff, but I didn't, I didn't get this. Yeah, I want things to change. I love change. I love the unknown. I'm adventurous. I would say I'm not that person, right. but there are people that were in that line when that gene was getting handed out, you know what I mean? Right. And, there's, and those are the folks that kind of have always fascinated me. So here, these are these are the people that uh, don't make hotel reservations and just say, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, where are you going tonight? Oh, I think I'm just going to drive down here and I'll just find a spot to stay right. whenever I get there. And, and that would give me all kinds of anxieties, right? That would not right. work for me. And so And I think this would be good for all of us right now because things are changing, especially in our centers and, you know, folks that are doing post-secondary education and CTE that we that we work with across the country here. Even the way that they're doing things in classroom, the way that they're having to teach is changing. We talked about this with Harrison Tunney last uh, last podcast, you know, from from career team about being able to offer things virtually. But I think before you can even get to this idea of tools and solutions, you have to address the ways in which you view change and how you can embrace it more. And so I think it would be helpful if maybe we could just kind of run down the first kind of, you know, three steps in in getting more resilient to change, especially if you're somebody who struggles with that. And so just because I know I still need to work on that for myself, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a big change fan. I I, I wear like the same clothes, you know, that I probably have for the last 10 years. You know, I, I stay right. in my house mostly, right? I drive the same. Right. I, w- I won't buy a different, you know, kind of car. Like, you know, I buy the same. I mean, this is who I am. If I find a pair of shoes I like, I don't just buy one pair. I actually buy like two or three pairs, but they're all the exact same color. And then I just leave them. So then I always have, you know, cause I like them and I know they'll discontinue them. So I, you know, it's like, I buy my packs of socks because I'm like, I really love these socks and they fit perfect. And people are like, Hey, here, you know, it, it, Emma's so great. You know, my wife, she's so fantastic. She always tries to buy me new shoes. And I'm like, I don't know. Those are bright blue. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. That feels very out of my comfort yeah, zone, you yeah. know? So, um, so, but I know that there's, there's some other people that maybe have that same thing. And right now it's probably incredibly difficult with, mm-hmm. with everything changing all at once. So top three things people can do to become more resilient through change. What do you think they are? All right. Well, I think the first one is flat out taking a moment to become self-aware of how you feel about change and really trying to identify some of the maybe the anxiety or stress or uneasiness that you are going through right now to say, okay, because I think that that's going to be an indicator of really how you view and are going through at least this time period and the changes that you have to face. So number one is I'm I'm a classic person for this, like, I'll just be going and I'm like, man, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't feel right or I'm off. And a lot of times that comes about because I'm maybe, um, I wouldn't say worried, but I have something that's pressing on my mind over and over and over and I don't identify it. And then I equate my actions, behaviors, the way I feel with something like, well, I don't feel good or man, I got a lot of tension in my neck and shoulders. But the reality is if I just take a moment to evaluate why and where that's coming from, instead of focusing on the end symptom or the outcome, I could probably trace it right back to its cause 99% of the time. 
but that takes intentionality and it takes me to to pause myself and to and to really self reflect so i think the first part is we'll call it positive movement in, in the realm of embracing and using change to the best you can you have to start with self evaluation you have to think yeah. to yourself where are you at and really and you might even already know that like you're shared you it's not really something you're you're comfortable with that's not how you're built which is absolutely a hundred percent okay because we're all built differently but when we're all thrust into a, this environment and we don't really have a choice no one asks you tressa well huh, you, right. you think we should do this right I mean, no right? i wish though because you know i would have been like absolutely not that's a no for me dog that's <laughs> right. not about no. every count like yeah literally yeah, I do not. I do not want that is what I would have said. So, you know, and I think you're right. I think step one is is really about doing that self evaluation and, and understanding. And this is and this is about being honest, because I think especially in the workplace, I think what we've always been taught is, well, you know, we see this on job descriptions. It, we want people to be flexible. We need people who can adapt. We want people who are team players. Well, these are all terms that are kind of really intended to say, hey, look, things are going to change and they may change rapidly and we don't want any squeaky wheels and we don't need resistant people to change within our within our midst because it's just going to make our jobs harder, right? I mean, let's be honest, mm -hmm. let's decode what that means in a job description, right? right so right. so I think that those are the things, especially in the workplace, but I think this, the so yeah, self-evaluation is step one, but I also also think that part of that is really truly asking yourself and maybe even writing it down and saying write down times when things have changed where you were resistant to the change and it worked out better for you or it felt better at the end or the result was good you know and and really identify you know because I think the big thing about change is the fear right the fear of not knowing what that will look like what does that change right. mean for me how does it impact me all those things so I think in addition to understanding just your general view on change whether you like it whether you kind of, you know, don't care whether you're, whether you love it, it, that's fine. None of those, like you said, I don't think any of those are negative things, but you need to know how you approach change before you can start looking at the next steps, right? And I think the next step would be once you kind of know, then you almost have to challenge that thought process. So if you're somebody who's fearful of change and says, I don't like it, I don't want to change. Can you point to times when, when you are resistant to change or something changed, whether, you chose it or somebody else chose it for you. And what was the outcome of that? Because I think that's challenging the belief, right? We got to mm -hmm. challenge the belief around that. And so I would say step two would be writing down and acknowledging some of the times when things have changed. And maybe the change itself, that that transition process was brutal. Anybody who's who's made a significant change, uh, life change, whether it's a decision to leave a job, whether it's to get a new career or, you know, maybe a breakup or, you know, weight loss, whatever it is, right, knows that the transition is always the hardest part of the change. What was the end result? And so I think sometimes that can also be a good step in, in understanding not just how you approach it, but then what are the results of it and, and were they as bad as you had feared, you know, kind of mm -hmm. challenging that belief, that sort of thing. So for me, I have a third one. Do you have a third one? You know, just real quick on that second one, I'm, I'm thinking about this, you know, once you you've historically looked at some of the changes and outcomes, so I, I know, like even me, I'm sitting here going, yeah, well, I can tell you about time and it sucked and it, it really didn't feel good even at the end. But some of us, it just depends half glass full, half, half empty, you know, uh, it really depends. That second step, just be careful as you write it down. Let's take that second step of writing it down. And we're asking you to think of the times when that change 
ended in a way that you're like, this was great. I mean, it was much Mm -hmm. better. But now we're also asking you, identify the areas in which change is happening to you now. Identify them. Like, for example, if you're in a one-stop center and all of a sudden you're not seeing people face-to-face and you're uh-huh. stuck at home and you or your kids, they, they were going to go to school. Now they're not going to school. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, stuff that's out of your control. It doesn't seem positive. You need to identify that, write that down. And then listen, and it goes probably a little bit into the like a, a third step is no one asks you if... If you're okay with closing down the American Job Center, so I'm going to ask you to not get caught up in the emotion or the opinion of how you feel, but rather, how are you going to make this the best experience you can? Mm -hmm. So as you write down things in that second step, start to identify areas in which you're facing change, because really what we'd like you to do is to problem solve here eventually to say, well, how do I make a positive? I mean, if you're staying home, how are you going to make that positive? What do you need to do to make the best out of what is being forced upon you? And now pause your negative mind. If you're listening to this and you're like, you know, you might be at that point. You're like, (laughs) this isn't good at all. Like I was hoping to get rid of my kids in September to go to school so I can focus (laughs) on this. And now your babysitter cancels. Trust us. We're not living in some ivory tower. We get it. But the truth is, if you if you want to make the best of this and deal with change in a positive way, it is up to you. Mm-hmm. So number one, self-reflect, figure out and identify whom you are and how you feel. Number two, identify the change from past and present in which how are you going to deal with it? And then Tressa, you were going to say, I stopped you before three. No, no, that's okay. I think I think you made a really good point, though. So I'm glad that you brought that up, because I think it's about looking at challenging the belief of, you know, change happened, what was the end result, and then looking at also, whether we like it or not, it is happening, right? And so right. this is this is where uh, embrace the suck comes in sometimes, because, right, right. you know, there is going there are going to be times where things are changing, and it's going to feel like a lot of work. And, and it is a lot of work, any type of change can be a lot of work. But I think the third step, and I think this is probably most important, important is once you've done those things, really to look at the aspect of getting people in your life that are positive change people, that are people that can support kind of this idea that change is good, change is, you know, change is good, change is needed. We're, we're all working, you know, the, the reason why we want this change is so when you start talking about things like trying to serve people and how that has changed, I think it's really important to surround yourself with other people who embrace change and who seem to adapt to change very well and really are that person in that job description where they remain flexible and, and do those things because ultimately in step two, when you start looking at how do how do I get through this change process and make whatever's happening the best possible scenario for myself, we do have that obligation always to make sure that that the customer has the best possible experience during this change as well, because it's a change for them. You're, you know, you're one, you're only one part of the puzzle during a change process. And you have folks that you're serving businesses and job seekers that have also been experiencing copious amounts of change in a very short period of time. And so, you know, I think the the thing here is, is we have to, on some level, lead by example for our customers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we 
we got to challenge our own beliefs around the change management process so we can encourage them to do the same thing and get to the other side, wherever that may lead them. But I know for a fact, being a case manager for so long, being in business services, being a program director, knowing that things change pretty rapidly, and then watching some of my clients where I just felt like, gosh, they're so resistant. Why are they being so resistant? You know, like everything I say, they want to come back to me and say, no, you know, or they don't want to do that. They don't want to take the steps that I'm trying to tell them they need to take to get where they want to go. What is that? And it would frustrate me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm that same person. That's probably yeah. why it's yeah. so frustrating. You know, yeah. when somebody's telling you like this, like when somebody's telling you, like, I have an answer for you, you know, or I have a solution for you, and you just won't hear it. And then you're like, well, wait, what? And it's like, am I, is it because I'm, I don't believe you? Is it because I don't trust you? What is that? But really, it's because it's going to require change. It's going to yeah. require change on my part. And, and I'm resistant to that. So I, I really think it's about step three is surrounding yourself with other people who can support change. And, and you can kind of watch to see how they embrace it and how they move through it. Because there's always, I think, strength in numbers in anything that we do. You know, you always say, your, your mom always used to say, you are who you hang with. My mom always used to say, you lay down with dogs, you come up with fleas. So, you know, <laughs> right, yeah, it's kind same. of the same same theory though, right? So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think if you were to just think about change uh, overall and you had those three steps in mind, first, self-evaluation, acknowledge where you lie on the acceptance or resilience scale of change. Right. The second one is to write down and challenge the belief around change is bad, change is negative, and then look at your current situation and write down, you know, these things are changing. What can I do to make this change or transition easier and better right. for myself and for those uh, who depend on me and those I serve? And then mm -hmm. the third one is enlist help, right? Get your tribe around you. Get people that are like-minded who are wanting to go through the change process and, and embrace it in a positive way so you guys can support support one another as the process is happening. You know what I mean? Because that's what you need is strength in numbers. I think, especially right now, we, we probably are, you know, like, like Harrison said it last week, I think in some ways we're so much more connected now than we ever were before. And I, and I do think that there is empowerment in that. And I think that there's opportunity for people to push each other to be better and to maybe look at how they embrace certain struggles or barriers or just whatever's getting thrown at them, right? Whatever that mm -hmm. is. And then also how you think um, the, the outcomes of things you know, what are you, what are you really shooting for? Asking yourself, if I want this change to happen, or I want it to look like this, is everything I'm doing moving towards that? Or am I doing behaviors or having behaviors that are counterintuitive? Exactly. Um, you know, hundred so percent. Self-reflection, right? Just kind of yeah. always having to do a, a constant assessment as you go through. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great way to end our podcast today. It is, uh, it does come back to owning where we're at. I'll just say in 30 seconds, as we're just about done here, when you actually then are able to step up and to serve other people and to make the changes in businesses and job seekers lives in, and we don't say that flippantly, but when you do that, when you walk that out and you help them to navigate the changes they're going through, that action in itself can lend to being so good and positive within our own selves that, you know what, what it really does is it takes the, I'm the most important person to me sometimes because I'm all I think about, right? And it does me a world of good when I can get myself out of my mind and help and be there for someone else. And I think that is just a great byproduct as you are committed to helping businesses and job seekers navigate this change the 
beautiful outcome of that is that it's good for us because it helps us to focus our energies on someone else besides us sometimes. And I think that can be really uplifting as we make the changes in other people's lives. We get benefits from that. And so I'm going to just say, like we started, what are you going to do? Because I have to ask myself that every day. Like, what are you going to do? Who do you want to be? And then be it and take steps to do it. We're here to support you and encourage you. And we, we really mean that. Most of you who listen to this know how to reach us. We're always there for you. If you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to Tressa or myself. This isn't always going to be this way either. So let's get through this together. And I mean that collectively. And let's work hard to help other people to get through it too. And uh, we'll get through this and then we'll be all be together again. We hope so. We hope so. Because, you know, here's the thing. Speaking of that, and I'm going to end it on this note, we will all be together again. We will be able to go back out on site and we will be able to connect with you in person again. But until then, we too have had to embrace change in the way in which we deliver our services to our customers. And so we We've got a couple exciting things coming up. Pretty big announcement. October 13th is going to be our first ever online, fully online certified business services consultant training, which people have been asking us and asking us for months, what are you going to do? We really want that. We can't do it in person anymore. How are you going to do that? And so we are super excited that we'll be able to offer that certification for business services online beginning October 13th is the class start date. Uh, We also have our workforce and career development certification program. Our next class is starting October 1. And outside of that, we have a ton of really great e-learning lessons and different packages available on the website, tadgrants.com. With that being said, I am going to sign off for both Aaron and myself and wish you all a wonderful rest of your week or weekend, depending on what day it is there for you all and be well.